Bill O'Reilly here, Monday, January 10th, 2022. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. The White House prioritizes COVID treatments based on race. The CDC corrects Supreme Court Justice Sotomayor. New law gives non-citizens the right to vote in New York City. Many children now experiencing eco-anxiety over the state of the planet. Also ahead, you are being misled. But first, the Biden administration urging hospitals to consider a person's skin color when giving out COVID medication. The guidelines instruct doctors to administer drugs to patients who are, quote, high risk. That includes being non-white. Reads the memo, ethnicity should be taken into account because of long-standing systemic health and social inequities. About 45% of black Americans are vaccinated compared to 60% of whites. The Centers for Disease Control issuing a rare clarification to comments from Supreme Court Justice Sotomayor. The judge falsely claimed 100,000 children are in serious condition from COVID. CDC Director Walensky says that's off by about 97%. There are less than 3,500 kids in the hospital because of the virus. New York City Mayor Eric Adams will allow a new election law signed by the former mayor to take effect this week. The bill gives non-citizens the right to vote in local New York City elections. The bill applies to nearly one million people. The measure clearly violates New York State's Constitution, which requires anyone casting a ballot to, quote, provide evidence that such citizen is 18 years of age, unquote. Expect court challenges. New study says most children experience eco-anxiety on a daily basis. According to the British Medical Journal, 80% of young folks between the ages of 8 and 16 say climate change causes depression. Another 20% experience recurring nightmares about the destruction of the planet. In a moment, we have become the United States of Propaganda. Right back. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding Fast Growing Trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com, use promo code Bill at checkout. 
Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. The American people, that's you, are being misled. One of the most evil men ever to walk the earth was Joseph Goebbels, Hitler's minister of propaganda. His lies about Poland led the planet into the Second World War, and his demonization of the Jewish people was the foundation of the Holocaust. As vile as Goebbels was, he murdered his own children in Hitler's bunker. He is considered a genius and is the orchestrator of today's incredible propaganda machine, which is aided and abetted by the Internet. Goebbels understood two basic things, that most human beings are generally uninformed and believe what they want to believe, and that if you repeat a falsehood often enough, many will think it's true. Today in America, the corporate media largely controls the flow of information to the people. Social media companies are the most dominant in that area. And to these powerful corporations, information is money. Truth has little to do with it. Media companies target audiences and then serve up what the folks want to hear. Like Germany in the 1930s and early 40s, restraints are few when dishing out dishonest garbage. Two recent examples of propaganda from both ideological perspectives. The liberal line is that President Trump instigated the riot on January 6, 2021. But we now know that Mr. Trump made a request to the Pentagon on January 5th, the day before, asking that 10,000 National Guard be committed to protecting the Capitol and supervising the gathering crowd in Washington. President Trump could not directly order the Guard to the streets or to the Capitol grounds. By law, the D.C. mayor and the Speaker of the House have to make a request first. Muriel Bowser and Nancy Pelosi did not do that, even though both knew there was trouble brewing. So if Mr. Trump really wanted violence, why would he request the Guard? And why is the House panel investigating January 6th ignoring the Pentagon's documentation of Trump's request. The media also silent about evidence that destroys the instigation theory as well as the January 6th possible culpability of Bowser and Pelosi. This is propaganda at the highest level. On the right, you also have madness on the Capitol riot. There's video of two men urging demonstrators to invade the building housing Congress, the Capitol. Neither man has been arrested. During a recent radio interview, the host asked me about FBI undercover agents spurring on the mob. She said she heard that on Fox News and talk radio. She believes the two men caught on video work for the FBI in some capacity, and that's why they haven't been arrested. Of course, there's no evidence showing any bureau involvement. It's a conspiracy theory, and it's preposterous. How could anyone think the FBI, already under fire for the Russian collusion fiasco, would participate in a seditious attack? But apparently, millions of people apparently do believe that. Propaganda is dangerous. It can destroy the truth, distort reality. It can certainly lead to violence, as history shows us. And it is here in a big way. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approve the message by writing it. In a moment, something you might not know. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices 
higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. On this day in 1776, Patriot Thomas Paine published a pamphlet called Common Sense. The article laid out for the first time a clear argument for American independence. Here is the story. Paine was born in England, 1737. While living in London, he met Benjamin Franklin, who convinced him to move to Philadelphia in 1774, which he did. On January 10th, 1776, Paine released one of the most important documents in American history. Common Sense was published in four different chapters. The first argued for a representative form of government, not the king. The second and third chapters examined the current situation between Great Britain and North America, arguing the best course for the patriots in America was total separation from England. The final and most important section of Common Sense discussed America's potential. Paine believed an independent nation could utilize North America's vast resources and become a global power. The pamphlet was a huge hit, particularly in Massachusetts and Pennsylvania. The work was read aloud in pubs and street corners months after its publication. The book is widely credited with persuading reluctant colonists that American independence was inevitable. In proportion to the population at the time, Common Sense remains the best-selling American title in history. Paine would go on to fight in the Revolution. He then worked for the Second Continental Congress in the Committee of Foreign Affairs. And here's something else you might not know. While history has been kind to Thomas Paine, he wasn't much liked by his peers. He published seven radical works later in life, many targeting organized religion. Paine died alone in New York City in 1809 at the age of 72. Just six people showed up to his funeral. His obituary in the local press read, quote, Thomas Paine lived a long life, did some good, and did much harm, unquote. Back after this. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. 
And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.